We've been talking about the favor factor the last two weeks. We want to continue on that today. Remember, grace is free. Favor is earned. We have to walk in the favor of God. So we walk in recognition and dependence on God. That's humility, recognizing that we need him for everything. We need him to take the next breath. We need him for every decision. And then we live in recognition of the ownership of God, that everything belongs to him, including ourselves. And we're supposed to be good stewards of what he's given us. Today, we want to take the next step in this. We want to grow in our understanding of the law of God. So let's stand together and open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Genesis chapter 1 talks about the creation of the world, how God created everything, and what happened each time as God moved in his great creative power. And in verse 11 it says, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which there in which is their seed each according to its kind on the earth and it was so the earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed according to their own kind and trees bearing fruit in which their seed each according to its kind and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day Father, we thank you for your word that gives us so much instruction, insight into, your, into who you are, into your power and your might and your wisdom, your greatness, for us to stand in awe of you. And today, Father, I pray for every one of us you'd help us to capture truth. Father, let it convict us, let it draw us to walking in obedience to you, that we may walk in your grace and in your favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Say hello to a few people around you and then you can be seated today. What happened to me here? There we go. On the third day of creation, God commanded the earth to bring forth living plants bearing seed and fruit and fruit with seed in it. Mankind has lived under this natural law of God ever since. We get the benefit of this great natural law of God. In central Illinois, this time of year, we drive by the great corn fields and bean fields of central Illinois, and we see this law in action. We buy Beardstown watermelons and Calhoun peaches, And we enjoy this law in action, don't we? It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to watch. If you move west towards Nebraska, you'll begin to see the great wheat fields. Or if you go south, you'll begin to see the the peach trees and the, the, the orchards filled with oranges and all sorts of seed bearing forth fruit, the natural law of God. We walk into our grocery stores, our farmers markets, and we see the great produce that came from a seed that started back 
in the third day of creation when God said, let it come forth. Some producing a hundredfold and some seeds that produce a thousandfold and more. One little seed, one thing goes to feed many. That's a natural law that we are aware of and we know and we rejoice in. But are you also aware that, uh, that the natural law of harvest also points us to the spiritual law of harvest? This is a great spiritual law that I want you to, to capture. I want us to understand this law of God because as we walk under the law of God, just as we enjoy the fruit of the natural law of God, we can enjoy the fruit of the spiritual law of God. We were intended to enjoy the fruit of the spiritual law of God. And we want to capture all of that in our, in our, in our hearts today. So let me make sure I really get this correct for you. One writer puts it this way. There are natural consequences to our actions. The world operates under the law of cause and effect. There is no way around it. Every time we choose an action, we also choose the consequences of that action. One young man with a, a great spirit, uh, it's one of my favorite young men, young men, men that I was around in our, in, our, in our school. I pulled up one day to the school, my wife and I did after lunch, and I looked up, we looked up on top of the school, and he was on the roof, climbing around. Great young guy. He's grown into a great man. Uh, so I, I asked him, I yelled up to him, what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for a way down. <laughs> like, why, why are you out there? Well, somebody threw my pen out there and I went out to get it. And then when I went out to get it, they shut the window behind me and locked it. And I can't get back in. So I said, okay, okay, we'll, we'll come up and we'll let you back in. You know, so we, we went up and let him back in. And that, that young man, I began to have this talk about choices. That the choices we make lead to consequences. The choices bear fruit. Something simple as getting locked out of the window. The, the crawling out of the window bore a consequence. In all of our life, there are choices that bear fruit. If you're going to understand how the kingdom of God works and how to walk in the favor of God, you have to understand the laws of the harvest. You have to understand that what you do produces consequences and there's a result to that outcome of your action. So here's a couple of thoughts that go along with the law of harvest that we need to capture. The first one is this. You have to plant to get a harvest. The farmer doesn't hope for a harvest. He doesn't get up every spring and look out at the field and go, wow, hope something grows out there this year. Hope we have a good crop. I hope I have something to take to the market. No, that farmer goes out in the spring of the year and he gets the ground ready and he plants for a harvest. He puts seed in the ground 
for the law of God to come to work for there to be a harvest. He may pray for a harvest, but he also understands that along with his prayer, he has to plant for a harvest. In the same way in the spiritual law, if you want a harvest, you've got to, you're going to plant something. Now some of us, some people, the, some seed just drips off of us. We're like Johnny Appleseed leaving a trail of fruit behind us. It may be good fruit. It may be bad fruit. Look behind you and see what's growing in your field. Because there is fruit growing behind you. If it's trust, if you've sown by living righteously, you may be reaping a harvest of good relationships and trust. And if you've made bad decisions and you've done bad things, you may look behind you and there may be a, a, a harvest of broken relationships and mistrust. But whatever you plant as you walk through life, you're going to harvest. So we need to become intentional about what we plant. We need to become purposeful about what we plant. If we want friends and we want friendliness to come our way, we've got to learn how to plant friendliness, don't we? If we want kindness to come our way, we need to learn how to plant kindness. If we want peace in our home, we need to learn how to plant peace instead of turmoil. If you want to receive honor, you've got to learn how to plant so that you'll earn honor and so that honor will flow in your home. But the seed that you plant, you're going to get one way or the other, good or bad, that harvest is going to come. The second thing you know is you plant the seed you want to harvest. This is an absolute no-brainer. You get what you plant in both the physical world and the spiritual world. You have to understand the seed. Let me just take a look at, at two today, at two seeds. Listen to Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. So with the law of harvest in mind, if I want to be a person who has faith, who lives in faith, who overcomes in life and doesn't crumble under pressure, if I want to be a person of faith, what do I have to plant in my life? Anybody see it here? The Word of God. I want to plant the Word of God in my life so that faith will grow in our life. This is why we're challenging you to read the Word every day, to join us and to begin to grow in reading the Word. Let's take it a step farther. If I want my children to grow up, my grandchildren to grow up, to know God, to love God, to walk in faith with God, what do I need to plant in their life? The Word of God. I've got to, make, I've got to be very intentional about making sure the Word of God is planted deeply in their life. I've got to get them to places where they'll hear the word. I've got to bring the word to bear in my home. I've got to encourage them by my discussions with them in the word. I've got to point them to reading and studying the word. I've got to honor the word. I've got to do things to get the word of God planted in their life because when the word of God gets in their life, what's going to grow? 
faith. Faith is going to grow. I've got to understand how the harvest comes about. And so much of it I begin to understand as I read the word and understand the word. So, see, I consider the two most important jobs I have as a parent is to keep them physically safe and to plant the word in them. If I can get them to adulthood physically safe and I can get the word deeply planted in their life, God's going to take care of the rest. I want to get the word. This is simple. Now, let me get one that may be a little more rocky for some of us. If I want financial blessing, what do I have to plant? Listen to what the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. So, God's pointing to us about the law of the harvest and the seed I plant if I want that harvest. I don't want you to freak out. Somebody may be sitting here and say, I tithed once and nothing happened. Uh, you know, I gave a cup for a couple months and nothing happened. Next week, next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about why the harvest fails. There are times when you think you planted good seed, but the harvest fails. And there are reasons why the harvest fails. And so next Sunday, don't miss next Sunday, we're going to talk about why the harvest. Some of you are trying to plant good seed, but the harvest is failing and there's a reason. Because the law of harvest will work. Just like it works in the natural sense, it'll work in the spiritual sense. But just like we challenged you a couple of weeks ago, wherever you're at in your giving, if you're, if you're you know, giving occasionally, start, take six months and give regularly. This is the one place where God says, put me to the test. He says, test me in this. See if this works or not. If you're giving 1%, give 2%. See, what, see if it works or not. Start working towards total obedience. What you discover, the tither. That's why you hear tithers. They, they start clapping when it's time to give and they get excited when it's time to give because they know the law of the harvest is working in their life. And so they're excited about what it's about. However, in all of this, it works the same. I've got to pay attention to the seed. If you want friends, if you want love, if you want to be used in ministry, if you want peace in your life, whatever it is you want, you've got to begin to plant for the harvest. Understand how the kingdom works. Now here's the third rule of the harvest. You reap with the measure you plant. Mark chapter 4 says this, verse 24. And he said to them, this is Jesus, pay attention to what you hear with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added. With the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. If you go out into your backyard in the spring and you plant a garden, you can get a harvest. But that harvest will be nothing in comparison to the farmer who plants hundreds if not thousands of acres 
You'll come in with an armful of harvest. He walks away with truckloads of harvest. Because with the measure you use in the harvest, it's going to get measured back unto you. In some areas, gradual increase is appropriate. In other areas, you want to throw all the seed out you've got. Like in friendliness and kindness. Now, you will reap. You always are going to reap more than you sow. That's the power of the law. We don't plant one seed in to get one piece of fruit out. We plant a seed in to get a harvest out. And with the measure that you plant it, you're going to get more still. It's the law of the physical harvest. It's the law of the spiritual harvest. Now, here's point number four you need to understand. You reap in another season than you plant. Uh, a week or so ago, we shared a testimony of someone, a family in our church that, that planted, and the, the harvest came, some, some of the harvest came that week, that very week. That's, that's kind of rare. It doesn't always happen that way. Listen again to Galatians chapter 5, talking about the law of the harvest. Do not be deceived. This is a warning. Don't be, tr- don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. You reap in due season. In the natural realm, you plant the seed and it may be weeks. For other crops, it may be months or years before you get the fullness of the harvest. So according to what you're growing, it may be a short-term result. It may, be, it may take years to get the result. But the call of God is, Be faithful in the planting and the cultivating of the seed because when you are, you will grow in the harvest. This is where we begin to rest under the favor, the blessing, the empowerment of God is because we've been faithful to plant the seed that we want to harvest. I want to challenge you today to live by faith, to trust God. The farmer goes out, He puts that seed. He believes in the natural law. He has confidence that the natural law is going to come about and bear forth fruit. And he's going to have a harvest. We in turn have to go out and daily plant in the harvest of what we want to reap. To look into our fields and to see what we are reaping. And to say, all right, I want to plant good seed. Faithful seed. So I can get. The great harvest. Now here's, a, here's some fantastic stuff. One writer puts it this way. He says, those of us among the household of faith, the believers in Christ, those who are called by his name, would all do well to ask ourselves this most basic question as we stand at the door of decision. Do I want God's blessing? Do you? 
Do you want the blessing of God? He goes on to write, our choices often tell the world how much of God we really want in our lives. These laws should sober us and at the same time give those who choose righteousness great cause for rejoicing. It's never too late to begin doing the right things, to begin a legacy of righteousness that will impact generations to come. As children of God, it is our heritage and ours to choose. You get this choice. Am I going to plant the seed that God would have me to plant? Am I going to walk in righteousness with my words and my actions, with my talents and my gifts, with the resources that God has given me? Am I going to plant those in a righteous way, in a holy way to see the fruit of God grow? Or am I going to plant them according to the flesh and get what the flesh would grow, which the, which the scripture says is destruction? What am I going to do with my life? And it's never too late to start planning a new field. To start saying, I'm going to start right today to plant what is righteous. When Paul discusses the doctrine of the resurrection of the body, he uses the analogy of planting a seed to illustrate physical death. He's preparing us and showing us that even as we die, even as Jesus died, that that seed goes in the ground. But there's a harvest. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 15. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam, this is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven heaven just as we were born in the image of the man of dust so also bear the image of the man of heaven do you get that he's saying you, you we're, we're all of us walking on this all of you that listen to him, he said you're a man of dust that's what you are you're going to be sown someday if the Lord tarries you're going to be sown in dishonor you're going to be sown in weakness but if you bear the life-giving spirit of the man of heaven, if you receive Jesus into your life, if you follow after Jesus, if you bring the seed of the man of heaven into your life, that spirit-giving life seed of Jesus into you, 
Not only do you bear the seed of the man of dust, you bear the seed of the man from heaven and you will be raised imperishable someday. This happens by the life giving power of the spirit of Jesus when we ask him into our lives to be our Lord and Savior. The one who came and died for us was, was buried in the grave but came to life by the life-giving spirit of God and is back resurrected and living in heaven today and gives you the opportunity to be born again. Not of the man of dust but of the man of the spirit, the man of heaven. Hallelujah is right. We should give the Lord a clap offering for that. <laughs> Listen, if you, go to, if, you, if you go to the grave and you've never seen the seed, the spirit, the seed of the life-giving spirit of the man from heaven was never allowed in your heart, then you will go by the seed of the man of dust, corrupt and separated from God. But if you open your heart and say, I'm going to ask Christ into my life, then he, by the power and his grace, his free gift comes to you and you are born again of the spirit man. And that seed will be raised imperishable. Amen. Amen. It's the law of the harvest. It's what's planted in me is what's going to be harvested. I don't want to be harvested by the, from the man of the dust. I want a harvest in my life of the man of the life-giving spirit, don't you? What a great word this is for us today. To walk in the hope that Christ is in us and we have nothing to fear because his life-giving spirit is in us. And that we can walk in his favor today when we learn how to plant the seed of the Spirit with our lives, in our actions, in our words, and from His Word. So hear me. You want to walk in the favor of God? Walk in the humility that comes from recognizing that everything you have, everything you'll ever be, everything comes from God. The abilities you've, you've accomplished, the things you've done, it came because God gave you the ability to do it. Recognize it and walk in humility. And as you face the obstacles of life, walk in the humility of God saying, God, I need you here. I need you to direct me. You want to walk in the favor of God, then recognize he owns everything. He owns your life. It all belongs to him. He's your creator. Walk in stewardship of what he's given you. And if you want to walk in the favor and the blessing of God, then look at your life and say, what am I planting? What am I planting? What is the harvest? What's the harvest behind me? And what is the harvest I want out in front of me? I may not like that harvest back there. It may be a bad harvest. But I can draw a line in the sand and say, no more. I'm not planting that anymore. From this day forward, I'm planting for a new harvest. I'm planting for a new way. Let's stand together today and let's pray. Father, last week we took time to let you speak to us about places in our life 
and whether we had surrendered ownership to you in those places or not. Today, Lord, I pray you'd speak to us and let us see what kind of seed we're planting. Are we planting a seed of your word in our children so they'll grow in faith? Are we planting, Father, to see a harvest even financially and blessing in our lives? Are we planting for friendliness and kindness? Father, are we doing those things? And Father, if there's some place where we're reaping a harvest we don't want, let us see what we're doing to plant that seed of destruction and stop planting it. Father, help us. Speak to us. Help us to plant for the seed of righteousness, we pray. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that stands in this place with us today, that, Father, they've never received the seed of the life-giving spirit of Jesus in their life, let them hear the great hope that's in Jesus' name. And let them be drawn to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our, our prayer teams to come down to the front right now. And, you know, we do this every Sunday morning, almost every Sunday morning. Prayer teams, come on down, please. We give room at the end of the service for you to come and let somebody pray with you. Whatever you bring into this place, you may be in the middle of making a big decision. Just say, I want you to pray with me. I'm making a big decision. I want to make sure I make the right one. You know, the children of Israel got in trouble because they made a decision without inquiring of God. When you're in the middle of big decisions, always take time to inquire of God. To hear his voice. Maybe you're going through a physical need in your life. You just need some, you need the touch of God for healing or maybe, maybe there's some turmoil in your life someplace. You need the peace of God and the direction of God in it. Whatever it might be. We believe God answers prayer. And so we want to encourage you to step out and come down and let one of the prayer teams pray with you this morning before you go home. Now, all the more so, if you are not certain of your condition with God. If you're not certain that the life-giving Spirit of God has been planted in your spirit, you're not positive of that today. Don't leave here without being positive. Come down, just look and say, you know what? I'm not sure where my heart's right with God. We want to remind you, the grace of God is free. All you have to do is come and ask. As you come down, we're not going to give it to you. We're going to pray with you and help you pray so you can ask God who's going to give it to you. Amen? So in these next few minutes, as Dan leads this, this song, if you have any prayer requests at all, step out from wherever you're at. Come on down. Let somebody pray with you. And in a couple of moments, uh, Dan will dismiss you. I'm so glad you're here. And I just pray the blessing of God, the favor of God will be in your life. Walk in faith. Trust him. Plant the right seed. Amen? Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us today. God bless you. Go in the joy of the Lord. Grace and peace.